clock government or Inokonangwana proposing overall tax increases totaling to about 15 billion rand in 2024-2025 to alleviate the immediate fiscal pressure. On the face of it, no increase to personal income tax. It sounds like some, like a little bit of a reprieve, but of course the devil is in the detail. If you receive an inflation-linked salary increase this year, this could mean you get bumped into a higher tax bracket and ultimately pay more tax. It's called bracket creep. Of course, like any budget speech, tough economic times for smokers and drinkers. The excise duties for alcohol up to 7.2%, while tobacco products will go up by as much as 8.2%. But there is the focus on the wealthy and the wealth and the wealth of businesses. Treasury plans to introduce a global minimum tax rules for multinational companies, paying a minimum of 15% of their profits to boost tax collection. Edward Kiswet is the Commissioner for the South African Revenue Service. Good morning. It would really appreciate your time. Surely it's your job to make sure that people are compliant, businesses, taxpayers are compliant, but surely the average Jane, Joe, John, Jabulani in South Africa, when they pay their pay as you earn tax, they are largely compliant and they're not, of course, your problem. Eh? It's the big corporates and the big and the big entities and the ultra-rich who are sweeping their money offshore, hiding it from SARS. The average Lester Kivet is not your problem at SARS, is he? Well, if you are earning a salary from a employment um, from an employment uh, income with a single employer, then generally, Lester, you're quite correct. Um, that is not those; those are not the ones who, who present a problem to SARS. What we do find is that when people have wealth, when they are able to arrange their affairs, affairs that masks their true wealth and their true income or they can structure their affairs to remove their tax base, that's when compliance for SARS becomes a challenge. But let's also not forget that even ordinary people sometimes fiddle with um, deductions, for example. The higher your deductions are from your income, you can um, expect a refund. So SARS cannot really relax and say, that there's no risk to the fiscus. We have, in fact, to check every single return, run it through our machine learning algorithms, our data science, to detect for any risk and to flag any risk for further verification. So it's a complex operation, which thankfully, over the last five years, we have seen a significant improvement uh, in the compliance efforts, which have buffered the losses that resulted from a poor economy. And you've been sending out those notices, those phone calls, those uh, calls for compliance. Uh, you spoke to Bruce Whitfield last night saying that SARS has managed to recover, I think, something like 70 billion rand with, with related to compliance issues, trying to get people to make sure that their tax affairs are sorted. Lester, we, report, we will report um, as of the end of January 210 billion rand that we can link to specific compliance actions. The 70 billion that you refer to now is purely from following up over 2 million cases of outstanding debt. 
you will know this is debt that is not disputed by a taxpayer. In other words, he has received the assessment for additional taxes from SARS. He or she has not objected or appealed, and we are not in a dispute resolution process with such a taxpayer. The debt, therefore, remains outstanding. Over two million cases had to be followed up, and by follow-up, we mean that we enter into a final, final demand process. We may appoint a bank as a third-party collection agency. We may go to the courts to issue civil judgments. Uh, we may eventually enter into settlement agreements uh, where people really have economic strife. So which is why we really encourage people who owe SARS money. It is far better to come to us than for us to find you because you will obviously uh, want to avoid an expensive legal process. So that was 70 billion just from debt. Another area I spoke to was fraud risk detection. We've worked quite hard in the last five years to improve our capability through data science and artificial intelligence. We process um, in a year, just this year to date, uh, we have processed um, well over one point, uh, well over 13.9 million tax returns, and our detection capability have flagged about 1.6 million of those. We then have to um, use our employees to verify, to engage with the taxpayers, and just that work has prevented about 66 billion rand of refunds from flowing out, which in our view is either impermissible or even fraudulent. So it's pockets of work that we do uh, that ultimately adds to the fiscal coffer and um, without which our fiscal situation in a bad economy would be even worse. Mm. Edward, the, the world economy has changed over the last few years. Uh, getting something from an online retailer these days is, is very easy. Fast fashion is what people are, are into nowadays, various websites where you can buy. I see SARS is also now trying to tackle these international companies who bring in that deliver your online purchase without paying the necessary duty or customs, whatever is associated with that purpose. What focus are you, po are you, or, or pressure are you putting on the companies like the Sheens or the, what, the new Temu online store, which many South Africans are taking advantage of? Well, clearly, companies who bring goods in to South Africa are supposed to apply for tax clearance. Generally, our system allows for a pre-clearance, which means that they submit a declaration to us, and even before the goods arrive here, they will know what the customs duties payable by themselves or by the individual who purchases it in the case of an online purchase is payable, and that should already be paid before the goods arrive. Sadly, we find a number of abuses. We find under-declaration. We find goods and services being brought in that is mispriced or declared incorrectly. And all of this uh, requires us to step up our vigilance at our ports of entry and the electronic goods that come in. Last year, we've had over 5,500 interventions where we've had to stop cargo from coming in um, and do further investigations and that work. And it would cover 
narcotics, clothing, cigarettes, medicines, uh, and other products that comes in have yielded over 5 billion rand uh, through the work, that, the risk management work that we do. Uh, so we do find that as a huge area of risks. Part of the point you raised earlier that I want to come back to, it's not a South African, the global minimum tax is not a South African issue, Lester. It is an issue that is jointly done with the OECD. And this is a phenomenon increasingly where companies, online trading, uh, online companies, uh, but also companies like uh, not just Amazon, like Google and others, who are domiciled in a forest jurisdiction, but have an economic presence in South Africa, have traditionally only paid VAT, which is on the final consumption, whereas they've not paid income tax in the place where they derive their profits from. And so if you are a South African multinational, your global, your minimum tax in South Africa will then be 15%. If you've structured your affairs as many companies do, or entered into aggressive tax planning, including transfer pricing abuse, then we simply say, if you've managed to reduce your effective tax rate to 10% because of that structuring, you will in any event have to pay 15% as a minimum. So that gives some uh, 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 protection for, for, for South Africa from companies who are domiciled here but operate internationally. The reverse mm -hmm. is also true, that companies who are domiciled elsewhere, they will obviously have to pay minimum 15% in their local mm -hmm. jurisdictions, and any surplus profits will then be distributed around the world where they have economic mm -hmm. presence. So South Africa should also receive a share of tax on profits. Mm. Edward, I have to ask plenty of questions and we're running out of time, but plenty of questions on our WhatsApp line in the vein of I'm waiting for my refund. I'm an honest taxpayer, but I'm waiting months and months and months for what is owed to me. I, I, I pay unto Caesar what is owed unto Caesar, but I don't get it back. What's the issue still with refunds? As you have seen in our announcement, Lester, uh, our refund payment is actually the fastest growing issue. So I cannot answer to a specific issue, but what I can say is we work quite hard to ensure that refunds are paid out. And in fact, we are ahead, uh, for example, on personal income tax, which is where a lot of the complaints come from. The only thing I can say is that taxpayers who, have, who believe that they've waited longer than what they ought to have wait, they continue to engage with SARS, either by going to a local office, and ultimately they are allowed to escalate that to my office, which is OOC at SARS.gov.za, and if we don't respond, they are welcome to go to the Ombuds uh, um, office to get a response there. Edward Kiswete is the SARS Commissioner. Uh, only have a set amount of time, too many questions from our listeners to ask. Hopefully we can put out a, an, an, an offer for a decent 30 minutes with the SARS Commissioner.